Hey guys, you're listening to Soul Food. My name is Daniel, and I am the pastor of a church called Soul here at Alostar in Malaysia. In this podcast, we will dive into conversations that will help us with our views of certain habits and behaviors that take place in our culture. As you're listening, I'm sure you'll learn a thing or two, but I believe this podcast will help you to expand your perspective. This is Soul Food. Let's dive right in. All right, Joel, it's so good to have you back again with us. Cool, man. Thanks for having me here. Loving this. Uh, I've got another question for you. And again, you know, I, I just admire how you are leading a strong community back in KL. And uh, I'm sure you have talked about this before, about how it's important to have the right group of people around you, you know, the right group of friends. Your circle is, is important. Um, yeah, but I've yeah. met a couple of people before where um, they talk about the reality of leaving that, their previous circle or a circle that they know that is toxic. You know, they talk about how difficult it is because they don't know how to make new friends. They talk about, you know, these are the friends they've known for the longest time. And how, how do, do we go about this? How do we help people to really move on from a toxic circle? Sure. Yeah. Well, I think a great place to start would be make sure you've got a motivation, a good motivation onto why you want to leave this circle and get new friends. Um, so like the, the maxims I've always lived by, you know, it's a famous quote, like, show me your friends, I'll show you your future. Yeah. And so the idea, you know, you're the result of the people who you spend the most time with. It's just, there's no getting around that. Um, and so if you really have that revelation that these friends are making the future me, mm-hmm. um, I think then you'll have a deep desire down in yourself to actually want to find some friends who are going to lead you on a healthy journey. It's, it's just, it's a really difficult thing when you talk about friendships, because some of these people have been in our world for, I don't know, decades and decades. Yeah. They've walked through difficult times, good times, and it can, it can feel like a betrayal even to want to get some space from them or move on. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think you, you as a person first got to get that real revelation. The reason I need to find some new friends is because if I don't, I'm going to end up just like them. I'm going to have to do something drastic here. Um, If it's true, five friends I spend most time with, that's who I'm going to become. I'm the result of that. And that means some some drastic measures, you know, to get out. Mm -hmm. So I I think that's just a great place to start. You've got to start with the right motivation, the right desire. You know, this is not because I hate them. Mm -hmm. Um, This is not because I want to unfriend people you know, just out of being bad. Like I think having a foundation of love is really important. Um, but just because, just because I love every person equally doesn't mean I need to interact with every person equally. Wow. Um, I think that's a really important key to have. I can still love people with full love, full affection, but that doesn't need to be, need to be that I spend almost every day, every, every hour, every minute with those people. Otherwise I will end up becoming just like them. So I think start off with, with that kind of motivation. I, I love what you say about that. Um, I can love everybody, but I don't have to, to talk to them basically all the time. Um, right. I, I think personally, that was tough for me. You know, I think because as an extrovert and a person who is uh, fueled, you know, by uh, my capacity, you know, my, my whole like joy and all I get it. My, my, my love tank gets filled when I'm with people that I love and all. 
I remember mm. there was a group of friends, um, yeah, growing up with, you know, we would do a lot of things together. But it came to a point where uh, I recognized that, man, there are a lot of things that are immature. There are a lot of things they have done is reckless. And I just need new, a new group of people. But that is so tough. You know, it's, it's kind of like a friendship breakup. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. That's it. It's and it's really difficult. You can't. You don't always. You don't always know that that person is. You don't always label them as a negative friend, do you? Mm -hmm. I mean, you're kind of aware that there's something in their in their life that's not that healthy. But mm -hmm. I mean, it's always very subtle. You know, it's like if you have a gossipy friend. Yeah. Um, you know what they're saying is not always pure. There's a million great things about them, but just the fact that they got this gossipy side is just kind of making you want to pull back from them or having a negative friend someone who's always down and talking down and every time you want to celebrate it's just dragging you back down and those mm -hmm. subtle little personality things about people can make you want to distance yourself from them um i would think it's just you we've got to actually look really carefully at the friends that we have yeah. um you know and, and, and try and try and work out who's best for our future but but would you say that I am a selfish person because I want to choose the kind of friends that would help me be better. Does it sound selfish in any way that, you know, hey, I'm so sorry, you know, I, I've got to let this friendship go because the, the, the other thought that I would have is like, um, why not let's work on this friendship? That, that kind of thing? Yeah. What, what are your thoughts yeah. about it? Well, I, yeah, and this is the big tension we get into here, isn't it? Because love would say, keep no record of wrongs, always trust, always be there, always believe the best. Um, at the same time, getting stuck in that and being absorbed into that too much, you are going to end up with the wisdom that we've just talked about, whereas you will become just like that gossipy, negative, draggy mm -hmm. friend, whoever it is, because of the fact that you're spending time with them. So, you know, I think, I think a lot of this is, is to do with the choice. Um, you know, we, we, we meet a lot of friends accidentally by chance, but it's a choice about which ones we actually deepen, which mm -hmm. ones we go uh, deeper into relationship with. Um, and I would think, you know, you want, you want to have some friends around you who you're giving to, but they're also giving back to you. You know, it's a two-way relationship. Mm -hmm. um, and some, I, th I think also so many types of friendships you know, you have like a lot of casual friendships, people who you hang out, you love to spend time with. Maybe you just don't let certain people into the very inner circle of your world. You, you're very selective about who you do that. And you're doing that deliberately because you know that the behavior they have is contagious. So you mm -hmm. want to be picking people. They're not perfect. No one's perfect, but they've got something about them that you want to be more like. And so you're saying, hey, I'm going to let that person right into my heart. I'm going to tell them the things that are inside me. I'm going to let them speak into my life. I'm kind of giving them more priority, I guess, more weight as a friend. Yeah. I, I think it's, it goes back to really defining your circle, like the, the inner circle of your people that you really want to allow into your life. And yeah, I remember our previous podcast, uh, we talked about like, you know, they're, because they are lonely or they feel lonely, so they rush into a friendship. With their, yeah, with their right. girlfriends and then they get into trouble. Um, but again, back to like, you know, how friends are so important. They, they really um, define us and all. Um, how about now as, as you're married, like you and Emma together, like have your friendships, like your circle changed and her circle changed? Are you like 
intentionally forming a new circle now because you're in a relationship? Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, well, I, I guess we were talking a lot about relationships and friendships changing seasonally, weren't we? So, uh, you know, when I was in secondary school, when I was studying for uni, when I started dating, now when I'm married, I think the major thing that's happened now that I'm married is that the number of people in my in my close friendship circle has decreased. Mm-hmm. Um, I have really held on to a couple of great friendships because I need, I also, it, like being, a, being in a marriage, I need some people outside of that marriage who can also just be a healthy sounding board and a place of relief and place to restore your energy from that's, mm-hmm. that's beyond our marriage. You know, I think it, obviously a lot of people talk about your spouse being like your best friend. I so believe in that. And Em's the closest person to me in my whole world. And there's no other relationship that's going to be as deep as that. But I also think I'm learning now, like seven, eight years into our marriage that I need, I need friends to bounce off. Sometimes mm. M she she really struggles with my intensity. Sometimes you know I want to like I want to talk. I want to sit down. I want to have quality time. And she, she's a lot of the time she's just like I'm, I'm way too tired for this. Can you just go and call <laughs> one of your friends? And then just through an hour's chat with a great friend on the phone. And again, that friend really specifically chosen. I've brought him into my life because mm. I know that I can give him something and he can give something to me. And we just chat and. You know, there's something so healing about that. So I would think I don't need so many friends now that I'm married, but no, I still need friends. I still need great friends, people ahead of me, people alongside of me, um, people who are speaking into my life, and also just people I can be generous with, um, people who I'm feeling like we've got a great connection for this season, and I'm just pouring my heart into them, and they're pouring their heart into me. And uh, I think it's one of the healthiest things for our whole life is having close friends like that. Yeah, I think it's important to have a boys' night out. <laughs> totally. Yeah, where would we be without that? Ah, uh, yeah. But back again, you know, to to the circle of friends that we have and the people that we have around us. Um, in your community, you know, you you're a leader, pastor of a church, um, and you know how people might think that you know church is a perfect place to to have friends and all, but sometimes. Um, that's actually not true because there can be a, quite a few. I mean, because first and foremost, the church is not a perfect place. There could be a few toxic yeah, totally. people there and all. So, in your community, how do you deal with like like those kind of friendships that maybe is brought up to you or you recognize? You know, because at the end of the day, you we are talking about creating a healthy space, uh, creating a healthy group of friendship. But when this happens, especially like in a church. How, how do you deal with it? Yeah, I think we've got to, like you said so well, I think we've got to take the expectations off. Just because you're a Christian uh, doesn't mean that you're going to get everything right. And it doesn't mean that just because that person is a Christian doesn't mean that that, that means that they're going to be the perfect friend to you. Um, I think like the, the the unmet expectations that we've put on some other people has really damaged a lot of people's experiences emotionally um in friendships where we where we dive into them thinking this person's gonna have everything figured out no way they're just Mm. you know they still struggle with self-doubt um they still struggle with insecurities and they haven't worked all that stuff out yet so i think that would be a great place to start just take off some of the expectations we put on other other christians and christian communities church communities um that that would be a great starting point i think in terms of like how how, you you were talking there just about um 
I guess, redefining, right? Redefining core yes. friendships mm-hmm. uh, within your Christian circle. I think, yeah, essentially we're not trying to cut people off in churches. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we've been, we've been talking a lot recently about cancel culture, you know, mm-hmm. this, this thing that's sweeping our world where we uh, see that someone does something wrong or makes a mistake and the way that we react is to cancel them, cut them off. Mm-hmm. That's a, I think that's a very us generation kind of thing. I don't see a lot of previous generations doing that. I think we just learned from our phone devices. You know, you cancel an appointment, cancel a subscription. Yeah. And the same way we think we can just cancel a relationship, but it just, mm-hmm. it doesn't work like that. Relationships <laughs> yeah, right. just don't operate. So we have this very simplistic view, you know, like I'll just unfriend someone, I'll click a button and then they're gone from my world. And then the reality of it is we're still carrying around all the baggage from that relationship. Mm-hmm. If you're in church with them, you still see them very frequently. So it's just, that's, it's just not, not an option just to cut yeah. people off. I think we're not so much talking about uh, cutting people off. We, we're really talking about redefining who's going to have a place in my core friendship circle. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I don't think when you look at the life of Jesus, I don't think he's a, a cut off kind of person. He still seems to be the friend of sinners. He mm-hmm. didn't unfriend sinners. He seems to be sat around tables with people and they, no way their behavior was in line with what Jesus wanted to be in his future. Yep, true. But he was still hanging around them and interacting with them and eating with them, enjoying life with them. So I think if we have a little less judgment about unchristian behavior, you know, make it loving get the foundations right you can still be in my world but just really redefine the closest core people um and i I think that really does reflect the heart of jesus i'm gonna have wise people around me so that i can become wise um i'm gonna distance myself a little bit more from people who are unwise so that that won't also influence my behavior and make me go in the wrong direction so i think redefining is the right word Yes, I love how you use the word redefining. I think we don't take into account and um, we we don't really go deeper into the fact to think about friendships. You know, sometimes we just allow uh, the proximity of the people around us just because we're in church and then like, hey, oh, hi, hi, nice to meet you. And then like now we are friends, you know, we go out for meals and all. But I think yeah, sometimes yeah. we really have to be cautious and to really take that effort to um craft who are who are the people that we want mm. in our life mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but again i think also we, we want to go back to like like the balance you know because at the same time we could meet people like in a church sphere and you know make friends with them be friends with them and then they become like our circle a couple of them but then and then you realize that oh my gosh this person is not perfect you know this person is a little gossipy like you like you mentioned or you know this person is a little bit toxic um, how, how do you like politely, is that way that we could politely exit the group in <laughs> yeah. a sense? You know I, what I mean? <laughs> I know what you mean. And gosh, it's very circumstance by circumstance, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, as an example, I remember having gossipy friends. Okay. Okay. So, and, and I've recognized, I really don't like what they're doing, but again, not being a confrontational person, I've struggled to kind of completely exit that relationship and walk away or really kind of label what they're doing. Um, and so as an example, some, sometimes it does get to the point with maybe someone who's gossiping is you just have to have the courage to say, Hey, hold on a second. I don't think what you're saying is right. You know, I'm going to just cut it off here. Let's talk mm-hmm. about something else. 
like having the courage to say that kind of thing is in essence that's already redefining the friendship yeah uh because if you've never done that up until that point just you putting a boundary there and saying hey hold on i've just got to say no to something it, it might be that the other person's really shocked like whoa what you're so uptight about like, <laughs> yeah yeah you know right. how, how did you get so emotional all of a sudden but uh that's that's already redefined it now two things will happen either that person will take the hint and think whoa like joel daniel they're not the kind of person i can gossip around you know they've just put a boundary there i'm mm -hmm. going to start to redefine who i am so that might actually have a positive effect on them the other option i guess is you just start to feel a little bit distant because of that event that happened but you'll be okay with the distance because when you said no or when you put a boundary or when you when you said stop what you're doing at that moment is saying i can't allow that behavior to continue with someone who's so close i think from then it does get easier relationships do just start to you know redefine themselves you start hanging out a little bit less frequently you're still mm -hmm. polite to each other but there's always this slight air i think if there exists like an, an elephant in the room yeah. in a relationship which is like ah you know didn't never went you could always go back in and you know maybe have a meal or a coffee or hang out together and just say hey look i just wanted to talk about this obviously things have been different for a couple of weeks since i said this or since i did that let me just really try and express my heart as to why i don't believe in that and that's the courageous thing to do rather than just saying unfriend or <laughs> you know i cancel <laughs> someone or cut them off from my world that's the courageous thing to do i think that's the way to do it Mm -hmm. um because then you, at least when you do part ways or you do have distance both of you knew exactly why that happened you can point back to a conversation where you didn't see eye to eye or you had a a difference in in um perspective about something but that takes courage doesn't it it's really hard to do that yeah um, but i think that is the process of redefining i as you were talking about it the word courage was playing in my mind and you mentioned the word courage yeah. yeah it takes a lot of courage to just yeah. go up to your friends and you know to tell them that hey you know what this is happening um and i think uh in my personal friendships along the years i think those friendships uh are healthy like you know i've got a couple of friends who would tell me hey dan you know what you did just now maybe it was unsavory or it could have been done better yeah. You know, yeah. and I, I as a friend, I could take offense or I could be like, okay, thank you for telling me this. And I, I chose the other, you know, I'd say, okay, you know what, I think maybe I need to change and be a better friend. And, and we have like great friendships from that day onwards because we don't take each other for granted. You know, I am not, totally. yes. you know, I am not being a burden to them. I am not just, you know, sucking the life out of them, but I'm also at the end of the day being cautious about what I say, mm -hmm. about what I do, you know. And personally for myself, you know, the, you know how they say that your greatest strength can be your greatest weakness. You know, I just love yeah. <laughs> talking sometimes. And, you know, it could be just passed off like, you know, guys, it's just a joke. You know, it's just a joke. Like, why are you so sensitive? But there's so many people who are hurt in the process. Right, yeah. yeah. So it's just like an awakening for me. It's like, okay, you know what? I, I, if someone has talked to me about this, I also want to be um, open to learn, to know that... That's uh, it. You know, they are not attacking me, but at the same time, I'm learning from it. So, yeah. yeah. And those relationships where you have that conflict, they always go deeper. Mm -hmm. So any kind of relationship where you have healthy conflict, you tell someone to something, they sell something to you and you receive it with humility. Then there's, there's a new understanding in that relationship. It automatically becomes a little bit more of a core relationship to you um, because you've been able to get past the superficial stuff. And now you're talking about the real things of life and you're able to take it. 
So I think that's that's such a great example you shared there. When people can say that to you and you receive it, while well, you've just found yourself a great core friendship. Yeah, because but, in that but process, it's not there, easy. somebody challenges you. Not easy, no. no. But I think that's what great friendship. Great friendship isn't easy. It takes yeah. a lot of courage. It takes a lot of boldness. And if um, people aren't willing to go on there, I think relationships automatically grow distant. So yeah. I think, yeah, that's a great example. So before we end um, this podcast, um, what are other thoughts that you could add on to help a person who now has left a toxic relationship and they are looking for a new circle? Yeah, well, um, first, there's, there's probably some people are thinking, my friendships don't need redefining. You know, I'm fine with them. They're, they're all good. So I would just say to those people, if you are listening, I, in, in my experience with our church, that's more common than you think. Most people think, ah, I don't need to change my friends. But I would just say like fr- friends, friends in your life are way more influential than you think. You know, the people that you hang around with do make a huge impact. So if you are struggling, just thinking, ah, I'm not sure whether I need to re- redefine some friendships, I would think be really intentional here and really think what kind of impact those people are having on your world. Um, if you are already at that stage where you're thinking, yeah, I need to redefine some relationships, I think, again, what we said about conflict and challenge is a great key. So why don't you kind of do some stress testing on some of those friendships? Like if you've been a little bit passive and you know need to say some things as a relationship, kind of stress test them by bringing some stuff up, mm. you know, and, and don't be so relaxed. If there is gossip, cut off the gossip. Or if there is something negative and down that you know needs to change, well, say something that automatically lifts it up. And, um, you know, I, th- I, think that's a, I think that's a real key. And then just have the security. There are great friendships out there for you. Um, you might not see how they're going to come together, but just be prepared to go through a little bit of loneliness and you'll be able to find some people who are like life to you and just bring so much joy into your world, so much challenge, so much security, so much wisdom. And when you do find them, you'll be so glad that you had the courage to go on that journey. Thanks again, Joel, for the insights. Good, man. No worries. I hope you have enjoyed this podcast. Do share it with your friends. Now, if you have any questions, you can DM us on our Instagram at Soul Malaysia.